The Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade out of the first round of the NFL draft, picking up three additional picks in the process from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We talk about that trade and the potential targets at pick number 33 next. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we are streaming live for the very first time right now. Let's hope this goes well. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day, which is accurate because it's 12.01 a.m. So we are literally your first view of uh, of what or of Friday for those of you in the live stream. I am James Yarko. I am joined by David Harrison, who is on location at the uh, Washington Commanders facility, and Evan Klosky of WTSP. Follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at Harrison 82 and at E. Klosky WTSP. Let's get this out of the way real quick first so we're not interrupted by all of our draft talk. This episode brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the feature $200 sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. You are going to love them. And if you don't, you will pay nothing. Simple as that. And 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Gentlemen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers make a trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars, picking up picks number 33, pick 106, and pick 180. So instead of drafting in the first round, they now have the first pick of the second round, the first pick of the fourth round, and the first pick of the sixth round. David, I know your time is limited. Let's get your thoughts on the trade first before Evan and I dive deep into what happened. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, we gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room in the in the real serious matter at hand here, uh, and that is, of course, the draft jersey giveaway. James, we've already gotten uh, some DMs and messages about that. Listen, the, the jersey giveaway is the first player that the Buccaneers select, not the first round player that the Buccaneers select. So, if you guessed a player or a position that has not been drafted yet, uh, and the Buccaneers pick that position or that player, you are still in that. So now the important business is out of the way. I love the trade back only because if the Buccaneers truly don't love any of the players that were potentially available at number 27 for what they're trying to do uh, today and in 2022 and for the future, again, Jason White has mentioned having to try to balance uh, the, the, the the seriousness of both, then the best thing to do in a, a class that is so talent rich in the middle of the group is to trade back and get more picks in the middle part of this NFL draft. It's something that Jason talked about previously about you might not have 30 guys with first round grades, apparently. They didn't have 27, at least they're not the ones that were uh, were on the board. And I know some players have come come off since then that you and I like, James and Evan, and you probably liked. I know even Scott Smith, senior uh, writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, liked. But if Jason Light and Todd Bowles 
uh, decide they want to go in a different direction, then uh, follow the light, as we've said in years past, James. So that's what I'm going to do here in this situation. All right. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the trade back as well. But, David, I know you got to get out of here. We appreciate you uh, stopping by, giving your initial thoughts. Of course, you and I will be back with another bonus episode on Saturday talking about the second and third round. And we'll be able to talk about who the Bucks take thanks to this trade back to start things off tomorrow night. Yes, David. Evan, OH. I.O., baby. Hey, how about that middle round? Oh, <laughs> unbelievable good grief i i real quick i have a, a real good friend that's a Bengals fan he's also a buckeyes fan dude lost his mind over the dax hill selection lost his mind he was furious and i'm like trying to talk about the ledge i'm like i can put away my buckeye hater glasses to pound the table for olave then you can take off your hater glasses and appreciate how good Dex is. He's great. Hey, but I understand they, I mean, they want to protect Burrow, but that's a story for another day. He just didn't want anybody from Michigan. That, oh, that's oh that really? Oh, once you get to the league, I mean, it's whatever. I'm not even like, I'm not even like that. That's what I said. All right, Evan, let's get your thoughts on, uh, on the trade down. We heard what David had to say. Yeah. The Bucks. You know, Jason Light said that there's only like 15 guys we have a first round grade on. So if one of our guys isn't there, you know, we're going to explore all options. He wasn't kidding. He wasn't no. messing around. He wanted, he talked about the strength of this draft in the middle rounds. They were, they were thin in those rounds. You know, only six picks in the draft, two of them at the very end of the seventh round. So what's your takeaway from the move uh, trading back with Jacksonville? Ultimately, I, I love the move. You know, I just, Reading the tea leaves, because by the way, Jason Light, uh, you know, doesn't always give us transparency in those press conferences. It's, you know, and that's part of the job. You got to swerve the media uh, where you can. But he he was forthright in saying, um, look, you know, I, I don't think that there is a lot of top end talent in this draft. But when you get to the meat of it, there are going to be some impact players. And I did not believe that the team was going to find a suitor to give them what they wanted to move down. So I thought that they were just going to have to settle for what they have. But you got to remember, they entered the draft with six overall selections and none of the fifth, none of the sixth. So now they have sort of recouped that and, and a little bit more. So they entered with six. Now they're at eight. So they didn't have a first rounder, but they're going to have two twos. They'll have two fours. They'll now have a sixth. And now they'll have two sevens. So, you know, they, they added... Again, from what Jason Light said, they added more pieces to the pie in the, the beefy part of these picks, especially day two and in the beginning of day three. So that's what uh, that's what I'm most excited about is, you know, being locked in here for what's about to come tomorrow with three selections and then also that fourth round. So there's you know, there are a lot of players who could be playing some snaps getting drafted and they might not be uh you know hall of fame ceilings all pro ceilings but they're going to do what this team needs and they got to fill a lot of positions for depth and let's not forget you know Jason Light he likes to move around a lot in that draft he could take that 6th rounder probably both of those 7th rounders he can move up into the 5th you know he can still get into the earlier part of day three, if there's a guy that he really likes that's starting to slide down there, cough, cough, Hassan Haskins, cough, cough. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I really like the move. 
you know, if there wasn't somebody they were in love with, Carmen Vitale, formerly of Buccaneers.com, now over there with the Draft Network, said that the Buccaneers had a second-round grade on Devontae Wyatt. I know a lot of people on social media were were kind of up in arms. They're like, how how could the Bucs trade out of this pick? You had Devontae Wyatt sitting right there who then goes to the Green Bay Packers because their GM hates their franchise quarterback. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. The guy refuses to draft help for Aaron Rodgers. It's hilarious to me. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers deserves no help at all. But that's just – that's a story for another day. But mm-hmm. – you, you take a look at the guy that I really want. I, I grew to love this guy the closer we got. And you can tell that when David and I did our full first round mock draft that, you know, he and I were going back and forth. I was pounding the table for Lewis seen. I wanted Lewis seen on this team. I think he would have been a great addition. He would have been the perfect compliment, an immediate day one starter next to Antoine Winfield Jr. In the back end of this, of the defense Instead, he goes to the Minnesota Vikings with the very last pick of the first round. He may not have gotten to Tampa anyway. Detroit could have taken him there. They could have gone quarterback to get that fifth-year option. You never really know. But you saw Devontae Wyatt come off the board. You saw Lewisine come off the board. I already mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. They get Dax Hill. He was linked to the Buccaneers in, in a couple of mock drafts. So you take a look at what the Buccaneers have lining up for them to start off you know, day two, you have Booth, Andrew Booth out of Clemson, a corner that can come in and, and give them some help. Logan Hall, who became a, a popular name among mock drafters towards the end there. Trey McBride, could they could they start day two with a tight end? Mm, maybe. You still have uh, Jalen Petrie from Baylor. You still have N'Kobe Dean floating out there. So what... What direction do you see the Buccaneers going to start day two, uh, given some of, you know, still really, really good players that are sitting there waiting on them? Yeah, and honestly, I mean, it's really tough to pinpoint where this team's going to go. There there are so many options, and I'm thinking about what this team needs, and I think a lot of fans are going to have to realize that you know, though we do not know what's going to happen with Gronk and Indomitian and Sue, because at least it seems like if there's one, one or two needs, at least for now, um, it's defensive line and tight end. Now, we all believe here that Gronk is going to be back. So if Gronk comes back, you can kind of, A, for, first off, this, is, this draft is pretty deep at tight end. Mm-hmm. B, you can push uh, that pick later in the draft Mm -hmm. you need the draft depth you need somebody in the system here um but you don't need to really bump that need up as high the defensive line as you mentioned i mean you have travis jones out there you have logan hall and if one gets taken you might see the team trade up in the second to make sure they can secure one of those guys um i would imagine that they're thinking that I would hope because they definitely do need defensive line help anyway, regardless of Sue or not. Um, but I, I still think that they just need depth across the board at, at almost every position, because unlike last year where everybody returned and you were able to also kind of return the, the, the backup pieces, uh, you definitely need some fill-ins. And so in saying that, you know, you mentioned Andrew Booth, the cornerback. Don't be surprised about a Nicobe Dean. 
And you might say, man, they don't need linebacker. But how many snaps did Kevin Minter play last year, mm-hmm. right? And and that seemed troublesome. And not to mention, this is Levante David's last year on his contract. So you would also maybe think about that as well. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to ride off into the sunset with White and David. So he would be a natural fit to, to come in. And, and he's a championship caliber player. He would be fantastic. Christian Watson, local product. Uh we saw this team decimated with wide receivers. Go watch the uh, the Rams game and see who was playing over there. Even though they brought in Russell Gage, even though they have uh, you know their pieces in place, you got to remember Chris Godwin is also going to be out for the beginning of the season. So wide receiver probably isn't as deep as you think. And if they do take wide receiver, I think you know they're kind of you know there are some guys on the roster right now that you're going to have to to say goodbye to. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking at that. I actually think that um, the defensive line, I would be uh, shocked, shocked, David, if defensive line isn't selected at some point tomorrow. But, but I mean, you can even mention Perry on Winfrey, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, are, there are three options out there. So um, if, they don't, if they don't land one of those three, I'm a little bit confused. That's actually exactly where I was about to go with that. I think ideally, if if I'm Jason Light, I would like to come out of this second round. I want to start things off with Andrew Booth. You have Sean Murphy Bunting, who came off of uh, a somewhat disappointing season, but you know it was a combination of injury and then you know wasn't wasn't great when he got back out there. And then you also have Jamel Dean. Both of those guys in the final year of their contract, are you really going to invest the money? to pay both of them to come back next year or are you going to get a guy like andrew booth out of clemson and i'm sorry i'm scrolling i'm looking for uh for his size right now so yeah six two uh you know 194 he was dane brugler's number four corner uh in the draft he was ahead of kair elam who went to the buffalo bills so i would love to start the the night off tomorrow with andrew booth and then come back at 60 maybe you need to move up a couple of spots and you can throw in that sixth rounder you just got if you need to move up high enough and you come away with Perry on Winfrey. If they end round two with Booth and Winfrey, that is a huge, huge win, in my opinion. You can come back in round three and you're talking about me maybe being able to get a Damian Pierce to be your running back. You're maybe talking about getting a Jeremy Ruckert uh, out of Ohio State to be your tight end. You know, the, the way they could piece together day two is really, really intriguing. I agree with you completely. They need to come away with a defensive lineman for sure. But I don't think I'm using the first pick on a, you know, in round two on a defensive lineman when you have a potentially you know, number two corner opposite Carlton Davis sitting right there waiting to be picked. Now, you also brought up N'Kobe Dean. I would understand the Nicobe Dean pick. Absolutely. Is he going to be as big of an impact player as maybe uh, Logan Hall or an Andrew Booth would be right out of the gate? No, maybe not. But you're talking about now a guy who's going to get some playing time. He's going to be in a rotation, gives you some insurance in case one of your starting linebackers goes down. Then you know, hopefully Levante David comes back. I'd love to see him play a few more years. But if not, now you have you know, Devin and Dean sitting there in the middle of your defense for the next five, six, 
seven years and and that's a pretty lethal combination you know if if you ask me so a lot of different directions that that we could go i'd like to know uh people that are watching live you know say in the chat who do you want to see the buccaneers take at number 33 uh who do you think they will take if if that is somebody else but you know I'm um, sorry to cut you off, James. Oh, I'm, seeing G, I'm seeing G Vegas over here, and you're thinking in the second or the fourth will be a, a running back. And I don't know if the team needs to draft a running back this high. You got to remember, they have Leonard Fournette under contract. They got Giovanni Bernard. Um, they have Kate, Keyshawn Vaughn. And while long-term picture, we don't know what the running back room is going to look like they can still find value in that seventh round with a running back who I think could, could fit in fairly nicely. Um, so I don't know if you need to waste that high of a pick. And I also am not hundred um, percent sure that you don't try and trade that first selection in the second round and try to get more meat in the middle, because I'm looking, I think there are probably a good, I think there are like a really solid, like 50 players left. You know, I'm like, you look at who's remaining and I mean, you can keep scrolling through lists and you're like, dang, I, I still like that. I like that. I like that. And, um, you know, I just think that there are a lot of options here for the box. And it really just all depends on if Jason light and company have a bunch of second and third round grades on people. And, and they're like, man, it's a feeding frenzy out here. And they they might be able to get get more for that pick. You know, that's that's a that's a sexy pick coming up uh, tomorrow. So don't don't count out another trade down to get even more and try to try to bring everybody into rookie mini camp, see what they got and then pump out the, the best that, that uh, you can you can have. And and hopefully, you know, six of them land on your on your your roster at the the end of all of this and, and most of them end up in the practice squad anyway yeah well and i i think what g vegas was saying was the second fourth round pick that the bucks have would be the one to target that running back with not a second uh not one of the second rounders but yeah i mean oh i got you the second fourth yeah I, I, okay now i got you okay that so makes he's, sense Thinking <laughs> along the same lines as you are all you yeah. did was confirm what what gv yeah. was talking about in the chat uh, we we see um, we see i see you i see yeah. you so and and g vegas is talking about how uh you know dean at 33 could be a steal gerald uh he's saying he would like dean at 33 um but you're you're 100 right we had one quarterback go off the board in round one now the Buccaneers are sitting in a position where if a Seattle wants to jump up and, mm-hmm. and try to get Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter, you can slide back a few more spots, pick up another, you know, you know, pick or two in the process. And you can continue to try to, you know, the more lottery tickets you buy, the better chance you have at winning. Right. So it, Richard, I see you. He wants also the more losses you get, uh, but but That's I will true. say you bring up a tremendous point, right? Because Jason Light has all day to call up the homies and be like, man, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of calls here. Wonder if they're going for Malik. Wonder if they're going for, you know, and then people start getting the itch and wondering, you know, do we really want this quarterback? And it's a premier position. And right now, I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks left on the board, I mean, you have 
him and Ritter, and then what else, right? So, yeah, you had the potential of Sam Howell, I guess. Um, but, I mean, my gosh, how how fantastic would Desmond Ritter be in Seattle? That, to me, is been. such an amazing fit. And I don't know, do, do they do a, a divisional trade? We already saw one earlier where um, – I and I now I can't even remember who it was, um, but all of a sudden, this team gets a. Well, I think it was the the Jamison Williams trade. That was an in division trade. Yeah, the Lions came up with the Minnesota right. Vikings. Yeah. yeah, take Jamison Williams. So you just traded within the division. Now you got to go up against this guy for the next decade because he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, do you see the Panthers move up to thirty three? That's that's less of a fall for Tampa to drop back. And maybe they take a Malik Willis or maybe they take Desmond Ritter. Maybe it's not as likely for a quarterback than it is, you know, another positional player, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And Jason's going to do whatever he can to stockpile picks and try to acquire as much talent as he can for this team, whether yeah. that's Panthers or not. And look, if they want to trade, I really don't care about that. You might have to pay a little bit of a tax because you're in the division. I might, mm -hmm. I might say, sorry, you know, I, I got a fan base to answer to, and if this guy <laughs> pops off against us, you know, there goes my job. So you're gonna, you're gonna absolutely pay a tax if he wants this to happen. So even beyond that, um, I'm always a believer that if it's best for you, then you just do it. You know, I mean, there, there are extenuating circumstances once a player is proven. You know, it's not like I would ever trade like Mike Evans to the Saints, right? I mean, that right. that stuff doesn't happen. But at least here where everybody's an unknown and everybody, you know, everyone's taking their best guesses. Um, if if I think that this is the best deal for me and my team and I can get a lot more out of it, then, you know, let it rip. Because, you know, we're focusing on them getting uh, a potential quarterback. But what about what the Bucks are potentially getting? And who knows if those picks – don't turn into more of an, uh, an influence on the team than whatever Carolina in this, uh, hypo you know, uh, hypothetical turns into. Yeah. Um, Evan, what was your, uh, your favorite pick of the night? Yeah. Obviously we, we can't dive into the bucks pick cause there wasn't one, but yeah. going, going through this draft, you see, you know, you see corners go back to back at three and four, you see Ohio State receivers go back to back to back if you include Williams, who transferred from Ohio State to Alabama. Mm -hmm. It'd be a crazy trade that sends A.J. Brown to the Eagles. You see Hollywood Brown get sent to the uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. So who do you say comes away from night one, the biggest winner, and then maybe who comes away as, as the biggest loser? Um, You know, I, instead of going like one and one like that, I, I, let me just give you just – things that I liked and things that I didn't like. Sure. Uh, and, and one, like the giants, I thought that they, they got better today with uh, Thibodeau and Neil. I thought those were two, you know, great selections. I thought the jets did a great job at, with their, with their plethora of selections. You know, they, they were able to add a, the best cornerback, arguably the best wide receiver in the draft. And then they also got Jermaine Johnson at FSU who, who completely slipped. Um, so as a disruptive force on a defensive line, uh, still, I, I actually love Devin Lloyd. I have a hard time believing that 
he is not going to be successful in the NFL. Uh, I, I believe that the Jaguars completely overthought it with Trayvon Walker. I, I get the intangibles. I'm a look at the tape kind of guy. And um, I'm just sorry. It's, you know, I, I just not a fan of that. Um, I don't necessarily know what the Patriots are doing. They, they take Cole Strange to fill in for Shaq Mason, who they, who they just traded um, to the Buccaneers. But that, that felt like a little bit of a reach for me because all, you know, the guards were falling off the board so heavily. Um, and, and then also, I don't, I don't love what the Packers did. I just, I don't, I'm sorry, but you know, you just, first off, you lost the game to Sam Fran because of special teams. But the defense was not the issue in that game. And the defense has not been the issue for a long time. Like, you have to give Aaron Rodgers somebody. And they had – you have this window, right? The Buccaneers are currently in this window of time, and they are selling everything to make it a success right now. They tried that last year. It didn't work. Injuries happen. It's very hard to repeat, okay? That's why you don't see it very often. Uh, in any sport, by the way, uh, I just feel like the Packers continually put Aaron Rodgers in these positions of saying, you're the MVP, you can make magic happen, go make it happen. You know, we can have a, a lesser than core because you'll elevate everybody. And that's just not fair to him. And I think it limits the ceiling sometimes of this team. And when he has an off game like he did in the playoffs, you know, what are you going to do? And the reason that off game happened was because Devonte Adam was getting doubled and triple teamed and his other receivers couldn't get quite open. Um, and then, and then it was a slippery slope. So that's just my little, uh, a little rant there. I, it's not even anything against the players. It's the philosophy, you know, and I don't have anything against Devonte Wyatt. I don't have anything against, uh, Quay Walker, you know, just, um, I just think they should have, you had, Two first round, you should have drafted an offensive piece. Yeah, yeah, but you know it couldn't happen to a nicer quarterback. So <laughs> I will shed, and I will I, shed no tears for Aaron Rodgers. But I'll say overall, just like in general, I, nothing really stands out. I, I think everybody kind of played to what we were fairly expecting, and I thought teams were fairly smart today. I, I you know, the, the draft moved quickly too. Thank the Lord, and. um I, I thought there were very little, like, wow, like what an awful move sort of uh, scenarios. Outside of probably that Detroit-Minnesota trade. Um, yeah, and the Patriots' selection of, of Cole Strange was a little strange. Uh, but The biggest news I, of the day, honestly, outside of the draft was the A.J. Brown trade. Yeah, yeah, which my, my Titans-loving best friend was he – he said that he was going to go to work even though he was off just because he was so upset about that trade. And it's like, well, so what happens when you pay your running back, you know, a half a billion dollars, you can't afford to pay your wide receiver. And the Titans, you know, according to reports that were floating out there on Twitter, the Titans made him an offer. He cut off communications. He wanted nothing to do with the organization anymore. So it is what it is real quick. I do have to give a shout out to Kelsey Conway. She covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Enquirer. After uh, 
Amog Gardner got drafted by the Jets. She just tweeted out big apple sauce. And I was like, that's dad jokes are real. And that, <laughs> one, that one was absolutely fantastic. All right, Evan, before we wrap things up, let's make official. You got to stamp it, put your name on a prediction. Who is pick 33 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when round number two starts tomorrow night? You know what? I kind of talked myself into it. It's a trade down. Okay. That's if they don't, if, if, they okay. stay, if they don't if they trade stay. down. Okay. Uh, if, if they do not trade down, um, let's, um, let's have a little fun with it. Let's say Christian Watson. Screw it. Okay. All right. So it's, they, I, 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 um, I'm just going to go all in into helping Brady. All right. So the official Evan Klosky prediction is Christian Watson, which is kind of out of left field. Uh, but hey, what hasn't been out of left field in this draft so far? Uh, I really, really want this pick to be Andrew Booth. I really, really do. I think it's Nicobe Dean. So my official prediction is it's Dean at 33 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love both those guys. So it doesn't matter anyway. If they picked them, I would be big fans of those picks. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we also have to give a shout out to our friends. You know the ones. I'm talking about those delicious Built Bars, especially the Built Puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And just like the OG Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. You got churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, brownie batter in the Puffs flavors. But you can also go back to the peanut butter brownie, the cookies and cream, the the cherry barcia, the original flavors, because they're all too delicious. Low calorie, high protein. Most of the Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make them delicious first. Then they figure out how to make them healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. David and I will be back tomorrow after rounds two and three. We're going to drop another episode, a bonus Saturday for you because we got to recap all of the madness going on. Of course, Evan has you covered over there on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. You can check out my work, including my top day two targets dropping over at BucksNation.com. You can check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com and make sure you are following everybody on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Eklosky, WTSP. Thank you all who jumped in and joined the live stream. And as for the contest... I guess we'll find out tomorrow which one of you are in the drawing for the uh, the Bucks first selection jersey when it gets released. Again, thank you all so much for joining us. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.